Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. How you doing, Carl? I'm all right, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just enjoy, enjoying my day. Enjoying your day. Yeah. It's off to a good start. Well, it is always off to a good start. You know, we, we, like we've got tea, we're recording, yeah. um, we're doing beer. We've had a, a Greg's sausage roll. We have had a Greg's vegan sausage roll. Yeah. Like that. We're not sponsored by them. We're not. No. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be good? Imagine, imagine that <laughs> them sponsoring a homebrew podcast. Yeah, just like yeah. right, lads. When you when you're doing it, he has loads of free pastries for you. Yeah, Mr. Greg, get in touch, Mr. Greg. I'll write them directly. Yeah, in Gosforth, Newcastle. Is that where they're based? Did, yeah, did, did, yeah. <laughs> like, this this is a fact I quite well. There's two facts I quite like about oh, Greg's Greg facts. Right, everyone likes Greg's facts. Uh, there is more Greg's in the UK than there is McDonald's. Yeah, that's nice. pretty cool. Um, and all. Greg's sausage rolls, I don't know if it's the same for vegan ones, but all Greg's sausage rolls are made every single day mm-hmm. in uh, the Northeast. And then they are shipped out to every Greg's nice. restaurant, bakery, bar, bar <laughs> shop yeah. uh, in the country. Nice. And then they are like, so they're part baked and then f- finished off in store every day. Nice. Pride how, of the Northeast. How cool is that? Nice. Every single sausage roll. Yeah. Should we talk about beer? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> what are we brewing today, Cal? Uh, so today we're going to brew a table beer. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, like table beer is quite an interesting one because it's got a really long history, um, but it's, I don't know, it, it's kind of an odd one because you'll have a European history and then you've got UK history and you'll have history from all over the place. Every Basically, every country that had beer will have had something like a table beer and it'll have started out as a really, really low ABV mm. beer that was just on the table. So uh, I've read certain things where it's like, you know, it was instead of drinking water, they drank this. But that's, you know, we know that as a small beer. Yeah, yeah. So, some of the some of the older English styles, yeah, called small. Yeah, so that is essentially a table beer. Now, table beers, the defining characteristics are low ABV. Yeah, um, around about the same sort of ABV as a mild, except okay. but rather than being like kind of trying to be roasty and malty, it's malty and hoppy. So it should be malty enough that it gives enough body to the beer. Right. To make up for the low ABV, but also pale and hoppy. Mm. So it's a lot like a session IPA, but just even not... weaker. Yeah, just, yeah, like even weaker and maybe not quite as hop forward. So it should just be quite crisp. Yeah, and designed to be drank at a table. It's uh... Yeah, yeah, well, that was it. Like, you know, it was supposed to be kind of there for every single meal. You know, it was just on the table and it's there for everyone. Yeah. Like, and you, you get uh, a similar vibe with other beverages. Table wine yeah. is, is a thing that you see in ta- certain places. Does table wine have a lower ABV than standard wine? I don't know about that. But the the philosophy behind it, I guess, is that A, it removes the choice because you're always having table wine. Yeah. But B, it's not, it's not distracting. The meal is still the focus. The meal yes. and the company and the people you're with and the times you're having is the focus. This is just a 
version of that beverage that doesn't draw attention to itself. It's, yeah, it's it, there. It, it, there's flavor if you want it. Yeah. But it's not distracting. It's a bit of a background yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, kind of like the sort of music you get in a restaurant. Yeah, it's something that doesn't make you every time a new song starts, you go, what? Yeah, why, why, why are they playing this? What? what? So, yeah, like it's it, it's quite interesting. And, like, you know, the the last beer I did was a reasonably low ABV as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just quite interesting trying to get, I don't know, like big flavour into a small beer, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because you have been exploring that range a bit more because you, you've done the english session one you did the american lager yeah i uh, presume you've done other low ones recently as well yeah but. i mean i, I don't know like, 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 maybe i'm just heading towards the alcohol free beer <laughs> who, who knows like that 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 lofty dream of yeah, can you make yeah. alcohol free beer it's because you're not doing your <laughs> drinking stood up anymore you're doing it at a table <laughs> i'm doing it at a table a i've got a lot of dinners planned yes and so, you will need a beer to go on that table. Yeah. I mean, I, I can take you through... Yes, um, do. I'll, I'll, I'll take you through the old recipe. Um, so this is for a like sort of 20-litre batch. Okay. Um, so you're looking at some Marisotta. Nice, yeah. A, a good classic yeah. it's, it, base it, malt. It's, it, it's really easy. It'll add the body that I'm after because you want it to have I don't know, sort of like a slightly bready bodiness to it mm. i think and i think the marisol will do that uh flaked oats yeah uh, again oats are fantastic for mouthfeel yeah uh, exactly um and wheat malt okay again sort of they add a little bit of chunkiness to yeah to so, so 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 that should be that should that is that is the oh, okay. that's the grain bill that's so it right there nothing to give sort of a more aggressive malt character it's just light easy bready, yeah, a little just, bit toasty from the maris but not really much yeah, light just toasting. real, like, like real down the line should be, you know, pretty easy drinking. That is the plan. I don't want it to be a big punch in the face of flavor, mm. to be honest. Um, and then we've got bittering with some magnum. Okay. Just because high, AB, it's like, good. Like, it's like good high alphas. Yep. Um, and then five minutes on the boil, we've got some lemon drop. Okay. Because, uh, you know, bare, like, like sort of nice sort of like lemony sort of flavor. A bit yeah. kind of like lemon curd on bread. Because I, I can see, especially with a with a lack of oomph behind it, yeah, from the lower ABV, something yeah, like lemony. Lemon tends to work quite well in th- drinks that are crisper and, and yeah, exactly. Uh, and then in the uh, in the steep, mm-hmm. so eighty degrees steep for twenty minutes is going to be some Centennial. Oh, okay, so nice. that should be you know slightly sort of like adding more to the citrus, uh, slightly spicy notes as well. So yeah, that that should come out. Hopefully, pretty crisp, good mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my yeast is um, the Y Yeast's American Ale. Okay, so clean, yeah. easy. But Because you, you don't want the yeast to be a massive a massive part of it? No. It, it For certain styles, it can add extra oomph behind certain things. But yeah. again, you don't want it to be distracting. So should come out at about 3.2%. 3.2, that sounds about right. So it's about mild level. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Are uh, you doing any water stuff on this? I'm not doing any water chemistry with it. Um, I'm just going to rock it pretty straight, I think, um, and see and just see how it goes. Yeah. Um, you know, I think our, the, the water down here isn't going to lend itself particularly well to it. But yeah, the, you know. the hops might not sing as much. But yeah. it, if anything, it might actually help boost the malt 
It very well uh, might do. The sort of roundness a little yeah. bit more. You never know. Uh, and, you know, as usual, um, all of our ingredients are supplied by Malt Mill. And if you are interested in this recipe, uh, if table beer, if you've got a lot of dinners coming up and you fancy some uh, <laughs> you fancy some beer on your table, yeah. this recipe is available to buy at the Malt Miller. Um, so just go onto their website, enter buy the mash tun into the search bar and it'll come up with all of our recipes and just look for the one that says table beer and it'll give you basically all the grain that you need and all the instructions um which you know you can brew it yourself and let us know how you feel about it yeah yeah because um some people have been getting in touch lately with how their brews of our recipes have been going on and that's that's really exciting it is it's nice it's nice to get the feedback isn't it yeah 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 and you know like with this beer i I am quite interested to see how it pans out in the long run. Mm. Um, you know, is is that hop character going to last? Is it going to age very well? Or is it going to be, you know, something that you have to drink quite quick? Um, I will be having it on keg, although I think I should probably bottle some. Yeah. Just because you want bottles on tables, don't you? Uh, or pitchers. Oh. So pour from the keg into a pitcher, have that on the table. People can help themselves. Yeah. That, that's that that's not a bad idea yeah. so yeah that i mean that's that's table beer um you know it's really simple really easy but that's kind of what i'm after to be honest nice nice uh we should probably get into at least a couple table beers i think that's probably a good but, idea uh, before we do that maybe it's beer ye beer ye it's time for the beer news double double whammy today double beer news yeah. Let, uh, let's you've go got one I, i've I, i've got some beer news you've right. got a beer news let's go with your beer news so the local to us local ish to us uh the camera pub of the year has been announced and it is the bell at oldworth oldworth is a tiny little village that's roughly near reading sort of between reading and newbury ish area yeah and it is a fantastic lovely old style pub like we're talking low beams we're talking you know just a few lines of car scale nothing on keg and uh, urinals that are technically outside, so you can look up, <laughs> look up at the stars whilst you're well, having a wee. What's what's technically outside? Well, do you I, just mean outside? Th- yes, you do have to go out of the pub <laughs> right. around the corner, and there's a wall that's the gents, right? Um, but some of it's covered. But there's like a there's one space that's just out in the open, and you can just look up and see the sky. That and... Sounds pretty good. What if you need to not wee? Oh, there is a natural toilet as well. Right, okay. Yeah. And that's, is that outside? No, that's that's in the same area, but it's actually like in a little, you know, like outside toilets. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. much, much like an outside bricked, toilet. You know. Yeah. Well, um, that, 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 I mean, well, well, well done to them. Yeah, congratulations. I've, I've, yeah, I've never been to this pub and like, you know, it it's, sounds like the sort of place I'd quite enjoy to go. It's really nice. You get a lot of uh, walkers, dog walkers and, and people uh, just rambling around because uh, it's it's a really nice objective to walk to as well. There's there's plenty of stations that are a nice distance away, so big groups go and and turn up and have a nice few ales and some handmade rolls and then yeah are on their way again. It's it's that type of place. That, it it does sound like the sort of place I'd quite enjoy going. Maybe yeah. we'll have to make a trip down there. All right, okay, all right. Um, so my news, um, we were contacted by somebody we interviewed at craft theory yeah so we interviewed um terry from brew by numbers okay uh, and he contacted me a couple of days ago via email um to tell me about a charity beer that um him brick brewery and runhead ac 
which is a local running group, uh, to Brick Brewery. Um, They are brewing a beer together to raise money for charity. Um, So the the charity that they're raising money for is a local youth charity, uh, Westminster House Youth Club in Peckham, which is pretty much where Brick Brewery is. Um, And they've brewed this beer, and it is a 4% session IPA brewed with Simcoe and Amarillo. So their aim is that it's supposed to be a perfect beer to have after a run right yeah i can see um, that and it's called extra mile uh, because they, they they did a beer last year and they managed to raise four thousand pounds for this charity so this year they're going the extra mile <laughs> to get five thousand to get well who knows or more yeah so they they're brewing um what was it 30 was it 30 hectoliters i believe which is quite a lot Mm-hmm. of this beer uh, and it's going on sale it's going to be in their tap room it's going to be in cans and on keg as of the 1st of March nice. I believe so very soon very soon so if you are in the area of Brick Brewery in Peckham in London go down there and you know give it a try like it would be good if we could get a hold of some of this beer I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it down to London to get to get mm. some. It'd be quite nice to try some. So if any of our listeners do try it, <laughs> get in contact let, let on know. Twitter yeah. and let us know how you feel about it. And hope brew by numbers, get in touch. Yeah, or brew by or just just maybe somebody send us some. Ooh. That'd be quite nice. I mean, obviously Ooh. we'll pay for it. Yeah, because you know it's for charity and all, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, please do get down there, give it a try, and let us know what it's like see if it is worth going that extra mile for because maybe uh, then we will go down uh, extra see, mile. See, see what i did ah, see what i did wah. should yeah. we should we drink some beer right, rather yeah. making crap jokes <laughs> right well, we've got here then mike so we have got very local to me my nearest brewery in fact just uh, just down the hill it is just down the hill double barreled we've interviewed them Many times. Chatted with them many, many more times. Yes. Yeah. And it is their table beer. It is called Elbows. Right. Is that because Elbows on the table? Elbows uh, at the ooh. table? No Elbows at the table? I hadn't considered that. Wow. They've, they've got uh, multiple pictures of Elbows, Elbow joints that you might use in uh, plumbing loops for uh, brewery yeah. stuff. So if you, you got a hose from a fermenter to another thing. You might use an Elbow yeah. To get round a corner or something. Maybe well, lots of those. I'm still thinking elbows are tables, mate. Elbows on tables. Elbows on tables. That's probably better. Let's go with that. Well, uh, because then you'd have loads of these on your table. Loads uh, of elbows on tables. Don't don't put them on it. But don't put it's them a table on the beer. Table. You're supposed oh. to put your elbow table beer Damn on it. your table. Oh, God. It just <laughs> it runs, runs around in circles. So this is a table beer and it is 3.2%, which is exactly the same as what you were aiming for. Well, there you good. go. That's very nice. I didn't. I didn't just copy their recipe, honestly. Honestly, yeah. Uh, they do actually get into quite big detail on their recipe, which is good, awesome, and lovely to see. So they've gone with dry hop of Centennial and Mosaic. Right. Nice. Uh, the little touch of Mosaic will give it like a, a different feel. Yeah. Yeah. But still citrusy and and still uh, nice. Uh, they've gone instead of Marisotta, they've gone Golden Promise. Yep. Now a lot of people are shifting towards Golden Promise as a good hearty robust base yeah for a base malt uh, especially in new england ipas they, they t- people tend to be shifting towards golden promise and away from marisota that's fine so good to see in a table beer yeah where you want that boosted body flaked oats in there 
Okay, yeah. Body. Uh, golden naked oats. Oh. Body as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wheat and then dextrin. Uh, some people use dextrin for head retention. Well, there you go. Uh, it also specifies the yeast, which is, in this case, Nottingham. Nottingham being a yeast that famous, uh, famously ferments out a lot more thoroughly than yes. other English ale strains. Um, so if you're if you're looking for something nice and big and sweet, you'll go for Windsor. If you're looking for something drier, crisper, more alcoholic, then Nottingham. Well, there you go. So I, I do like it when uh, breweries put a lot of effort into kind of telling you what's in their beer rather than just going, oh, it's malt, hops, and water. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, no, like, you know, tell people what's in it because in, in this day and age, especially like with the craft beer, the like how big it is now, people do care what's in there. They want to know what's in there. Mm. And uh, with ro- more and more people homebrewing as well. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously, like, you can't copy their recipe based off that because, you know, there's no percentages. Mm. But, you know, it, so it's not like they're hiding any sort of like trade secrets by just telling you what's in there. But it, it keeps people interested because people want to go, ah, oh, so that's that hop. That's what that hop tastes like. That's what that grain mm. tastes like. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, well done. But yeah. the beer. The beer, yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It smells amazing as oh, well. I haven't had a big sniff oh, yet. You get, get, get some of that in your nose hole. Yeah, that smells really fresh. <laughs> yeah, like those, yeah. Those hops are not long in the can. Shall no, we say. no, not at all. Oh, the price tag's over the best before. I can't see when it was made, but it's it's not long ago. I don't think this beer came out very long ago, and all the merrier for it. Ah, oh, it tastes fantastic. Like it's crisp, it's bitter. Like that is very, very, very good. Yeah, like I... it, it, it's got very nice body to it as well. Like for three point two percent. It's exactly what I have in mind when someone says a table beer. There's malt there that you can taste. There is yep. a tasty malt character. There is hops there that you can taste. There's there's a dry finish. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Like, I mean, as as you were saying about uh, table beer being something that you would, you would have there, so it isn't a... It's not there to detract from a meal. It's there right. to just kind of, you know, wash things down with. It's there to talk with your friends with and yeah, just yeah. kind of sit around at a barbecue and just drink like you'd happily just have a fridge full of that yeah and be like right i fancy another beer and you don't want anything sort of like too complex and too full-on yeah and that's that's exactly what it does it, it's it's not super complex there's not really subtle nuances all the way through it it's just a very nice beer from start mm. to finish there's, there's quite an interesting hop flavor i think it, it's got enough that you can think about what's in it you but you don't have to i don't feel like i have to no it's it's not like some beers where you get the point of the beer is to sit and ponder it yes and, and yeah think about all the different flavors that you're going through which is fantastic like that's that's one of my favorite things about drinking beer it, with that mindset but you know i also drink beer when i'm in social situations and yeah because you just you just want you, you want something to drink yeah i think that i think that works really well and i do I do quite like the uh, I do quite like the artwork on there. Yeah, another yeah. another classic double barreled. Yeah, yeah, visually striking, awesome artwork. Yeah, good, and suitable for vegans. Yes, which is always good. So lovely. Should we try? Should we try let's something try, else? Let's try something else. Okay, what's next? Uh, so this is a cloud water beer. It's called. Crisp and clean light lager. 
So mm-hmm. not technically a table beer, but as we were discussing at the start, table beer is pretty much anything. Yeah. Like as as, as long as the ABV's right and you know these days it's anywhere between about I don't know, one and a half, two percent, all the way up to like four percent. So this is yeah. sitting at three point five percent. Um it'll be I am assuming light, hoppy, crisp, not overly malty. So yeah, yeah. I think it should be quite an interesting it's one. It's a lager. Um so as I say, our, our light lagers brewed with a small proportion of rice to lighten the colour, flavour, and body, leaving you with a refined beer that's easy drinking, perfect for times that require maximum refreshment, um, or considered moderation. So yeah. again, it, it's it's ticking that box of table beer. Yeah, rice is a, a great way of, as as they say, uh, boosting the ABV a, a little bit without adding any flavour. We talked about it quite a lot yeah. in the American lager uh episode yes uh, where a lot of american lagers are made with rice and uh some with corn as well yeah and 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 they're just good ways of of yeah boosting abv and a little bit of body but not at the extent of flavor it doesn't give a malt bite yes which yeah some people uh don't want in their table beer some people do well, that's it. It, it. It's just it's more things to consider, I guess, isn't it? Like with mm. with table beer, rather than going okay, so table beer is this very specific style. It's more to do with an ABV than it is really to do with anything else, mm. you know. But it's whether or not you can class a mild as a table beer in certain but, meals. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. I suppose if, if if that's what you want, and that's what you're wanting. Yeah. But I'd have that. Anyway, how's yeah. how how's it smelling? It's it it's, it looks. I mean, it looks pretty much like I would expect a light mm. lager to look like. I'm getting uh, some of that sort of sweeter orange notes that you might get from yeah. from certain hops in in certain amounts. It might also be somewhat from the from the malt. Um, there's a little bit of a yeasty note going on, but it's again quite subtle. Um, it's it's not a lot uh, on the aroma. Let's let's go in. Yeah, go for it. I'm, I'm just I'm just looking at the can to see whether or not I can find um, any sort of like ingredients or anything like that. It lists the allergens, but it doesn't seem to list anything else, which is interesting. And that tastes like an American lager. Yeah, pretty much bang on. Yeah, uh, you've got that very very subtle malt character. You've got a very subtle dry finish. Uh, it's not sweet and cloying. It's just finishes real fast. Finishes, yeah, fast. It again, that might be a direction you want to take your table beer is, is have it the, the flavor just not linger, just evaporate. Yeah, so that you can concentrate on the food, concentrate on what you're saying rather than having this lingering flavor. Yeah, I, it it is quite interesting that it's it's more of a. I don't know. Table beer is more of a like a concept beer than it is really <laughs> yeah. anything else. Like, it's, it's more of a, a strict, ph- it's more of a philosophy. It's like, well, what, like what you're after is you're after something that adds to the adds to the whole event, but doesn't I don't know, kind of impact it too much. Mm. And I'd say both like both of those beers tick that box really quite well, but I, I di- think, yeah, yeah, for different reasons. But different I suppose. Tables. Yeah, like different different meals as well, different audiences. Mm. Like you know, if you're if if you're having like I don't know barbecue food, if you're having whatever type of food, like you you want a different beer to sit on your table at all times, mm. and maybe have two or three because you've got people with different tastes as well. Yeah, 
That's well, interesting. Fantastic. fantastic. I wonder if somebody can make a table stout. What, mild? Is that it's a table stout? Of, not really. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yes, I know. I've seen, uh, I think years ago, I saw a, a an orange session stout. Right. That was, yeah, something to do. that be good for like winter stews and stuff like that. Mm. Like if you're having like a stew off or a, like a chili cookout. And then there's just a really easy going stout. Yeah, just to kind just... of go along with it. Yeah. Interesting. Why not? Why not? Uh, so I, I don't think we have any more table beers to try. No, I did try and get a hold of one which I was really excited yeah. to, to review, which would have been Colonel uh, Table Beer. But when I went out looking for it, I just couldn't find it. Whether or not they, um, you know, they only brewed at certain times of the year or maybe just the places that I looked didn't have any. Yeah, it's one that crops um, up every now and again, definitely. Yeah, but that that to me is one of the sort of like iconic mm. table beers. I think it was first brewed in like 2012 or something like that. And it was like, you know, that is what a table beer is, yeah. really. And the, they do tweak the recipe. Uh, they change course, what yeah. hops are in it. And they're very transparent about which hops are in certain batches as well. Yeah, I believe that, like even the even the front badge will have table beer in bigger writing, yeah. and then in smaller writing what hops that batch has had, which is yeah fantastic. So and and with a beer that's such lighter body and crisp and easy going, you are going to notice the nuance and differences in different styles of hops more than if there was a bigger body and yeah. it was more IPA based. So. That's a fantastic idea, yeah, and, and presumably has contributed it to it still being a style for them that they still. Oh, out. definitely. I mean, it's it's obviously very popular as well because you know these days more sessionable beers are becoming more and more popular. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because people, you know, you've got your big heavy hitters, you've got your seven, eight, all the way up to like twelve percent beers, which are kicking about, which people still love, but people want a beer that they can drink. A lot of, <laughs> yeah. Basically, you know, because that 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 part of society still hasn't got away. P- people still want a drink of a of a weeknight, and you know they've still got to get up for work the next day. They don't yeah. want to be drinking a couple of cans of twelve percent beer. But yeah, well, they might want to, but they should. They but, yeah, but should. The, the chances are they're choosing not to. So table yeah. beer, I think, is you know it's serving more and more of a purpose, and I think we're going to see more and more of it about, or at least more sensible AV, ABVs yeah. kicking about. Uh, cool. But if you are interested in table beer, look out for Colonel because that is, you know, not that these aren't fantastic, the ones we've tried, but that was the one that I was like, right, going to do this, got to get that beer. Yeah. But unfortunately didn't. So good, on, you go. good on them. Right, I'm going to get another beer. Oh, more beer, but yes. not table beer. Final gravity time. <laughs> Well then, what's this? So this is a Final Gravity, a finished beer that we brewed in episode 32. Right. And it is a Green Hop Pale Ale. Green Hop Pale Ale. You weren't here for this brew day. I was uh, joined by James Moore, who uh, helped me in the morning of the day, collecting hops. Uh, He brought some from his own garden. Yeah. We also got some hops from the uh, garden of Dave Ashmore. Right. And my mum as well. So... Just the whole community the hop whole community. project. Yeah, all the hops were ready. And it was uh, so late September, early October time. They were all ready. And uh, it was time to bung them in without drying them and, and see what happens. Uh, there, there was a huge variety of different 
hops, but they're all sort of English right. varieties. Right. Do, do, do you know what the different varieties were? Or I would have to look it up. Right. Okay. No, I, I was more just wondering, like, was it like a? Oh, I have no idea what hops these are. Let's bang them in. Or no, you knew specifically we knew, what they were. We at knew the time. what they were. Uh, but yeah, mostly English varieties. So expect a, a sort of spicy, noble, earthy sort of floral. I will expect notes. that. Uh, it's it's not as fresh as it could have been. Uh, right. I, I the perfect time. If this, since this was brewed like early October, the perfect time would have been early November, like after it's time to fully ferment and then just settled in the keg for a bit. Yeah. And get that really like crisp, clean, fresh dry, uh, green hop flavor. It is spicy. Yeah. It's peppery. You're getting peppery spice. I am, get, I am, get, I am getting peppery. Like, get, give it a try. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Yeah. It, it, it's a sort of um, amberish in color. Almost... I don't know, pepperminty at the end. Peppermint, that could be it. Not quite minty, maybe. No, uh, that's, that, that's maybe interesting. Maybe a bit blackcurranty uh, as well. It's kind of like I've just brushed my teeth <laughs> and I'm now drinking beer. Interesting, interesting. It's, it has it's not very changed. malty. No, no. I, I was uh, going for a touch more malt than for like if I was doing an American pale or something like that but it's it's still not it wasn't designed to have a malt bite it was just supposed to have just a little bit more oomph behind it to give some backbone to the malt uh, the hops that went in fresh yeah and stop it being all just too crisp and too dry and nothing else going on yeah so I think I've achieved that um the the it's very good there's not much yeast profile I know that there no. was in the first couple of weeks at least, but then that did die down, which was nice. So yes, I, yeah. I think having some time on that one helped, but uh, we'll see. And otherwise it's just, it's it has very slightly changed. Uh, there's, there is less of that sort of zingy floral crispness. On yeah, the hops, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting much floral crispness, but I am definitely getting a lot of sort of like, I don't know, sort of black pepper, black currant, bit of mint. Like, yeah, still garden like, yeah, but very good. Like yeah. sort of like hedgerow flavors. Yeah, I can see that. You know, if I was to go and munch on a hedge, <laughs> this is what I'd expect. Yeah. So for a grab bag of British styles, not bad. Yeah, no, it's um, that, that's that, that that's very nice. It's just a shame it'll be difficult to replicate. Well, but then such is the nature of green hop. Well, that, yes, I suppose that's kind of the joy of the green hop, is it not? Yes. Yeah, and I. I'm sort of tempted to do it again uh, this year and, and see if I can get weirder and more wonderful hops. And It's a shame we can't time capsule beer. <laughs> you know, like create, create yeah. like a bottle that once it's sealed, it will stay that, like that way. Exactly. So like, yeah. ex- I suppose every brewer's probably thought that. Yeah, yeah, because you can't freeze it. Can't, you can't freeze it, no. no. It'd just be interesting to like kind of taste that fresh versus like, you know, next year's one fresh because, you know, you can have a good memory, but it's difficult yeah. to... It's the best you can do. And um, I, I, again, it's part of the nuance. It's, it's part of the experience of green hot beer. Mm. And, and part of the joy behind it is that you're tasting this and you'll literally never taste that ever again. Yeah. That's Once a sad thought, isn't it? Yeah. But that's jo- it's, it's something to celebrate. Oh, definitely. Should yeah. we... Should we try something else we might yes. never try again? <laughs> Go on. Right, what's next? Okay, for the final beer. Of the final today, beer it's, the final gravity. It's, it's another final gravity. Uh, it is the New Zealand Pilsner. Oh. Yes. Uh, it was a joy 
to brew. <laughs> it was a joy. No, uh, Good clarity. Yeah, we, I, I quite enjoy lagers. Uh, having at least sort of one lager on at any point mm, is yeah. lovely. And I know I've done a few for the podcast, but this one having just a little bit of extra hop flavor there has just made it really nice to drink. Yeah. And I found myself having two, three more on certain occasions. It's just a beer that's just nice to come back to. Oh, that is very nice. It's it's a bit older than uh, it perhaps should be. Again, like the, the best time to have it is after it's finished in its lagering process. And yeah. So the hops are as fresh as they can be. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because this is so dependent on the hop character. Yeah. But I don't think it's aged too much, just a little touch, like the, the Nelson Sovans dipped off a little. Yeah, but it's it, it, it it's very clean, very crisp. And that, that hop flavor is definitely still there, though. Yeah. Uh, it definitely still adds to it. It's... Uh, it's almost like a like a light pale ale, but with the crispness of a lager. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, the, the Motueka, definitely uh, a fantastic hop for mm. lagers. And I'll be looking into adding that into future beers at some point as well. I, I think it just it works really well. It, it gives it that sort of zinginess. Yes, uh, yeah. In the episode, we did describe it as the lime sarts. I think yeah, I'd, I'd heard it being described. And trying this, yeah, I'm happy with that description. Yeah, yeah definitely. There's, there's a a zingy, maybe not overtly lime, but it it just it feels reminiscent of something that has lime in. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's got that I don't know zesty bitterness that you'd mm. expect from lime. And um, the the Nelson Sovan was there to balance that. And I yeah. think, as I say, I think that's dipped off a little bit. There was. A diff, a definitely a little bit more of that like high end floral note. Um, yeah. Uh, although Nelson's more uh, like grapey, isn't it? Um, a little bit, yes. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I mean, I think that 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 works perfectly well for me, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like it. It's it's clean. It's crisp. What's the ABV on it? Uh, I'm gonna have to look at my notes. No, I think four point six. Right. Uh, okay. So not anything. Not 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 super porky, but you know, yeah, enough. I think uh, uh, the same with the green hop. Actually, that ended up at four point six yes, as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they're they're both of a similar hit in that regard. So that's good. Dude. Like it's it's a shame it's so cold out because that would be a really nice <laughs> summer drink. Yeah, it, I mean, it's weird that lager is the perfect beer to brew in the winter, but drink in the but summer. Drink in the summer. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's just one of those things, I guess, isn't it? Mm. but you know i mean i suppose there's probably nothing stopping you kind of keeping that you will lose some of the hop character but i suppose with a standard lager that's maybe why they're not as not as like super hop forward no and it's 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 one of the weird drawbacks with styles like ipl where you are dry hopping lagers yeah is that one of the main characteristics of the lager is the age, and one of the main characteristics of dry hops is the lack of the fr- age. Yeah, the freshness and of it. So uh, tying those up and weighing the pros and cons of one versus the other. The other option is, of course, that you spend all that time lagering, and then you then dry, dry hop. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you're dry hopping in cold, and then conditioning, carrying on that conditioning. Is that an option? Who knows? Let's see. Well, I mean, I have seen um, certain devices that allow you to... Um, like serve through dry hops yes yeah uh, i remember hearing something about that that's like in line yeah and then they can just swap out fresh hops yeah, yeah. so i mean as to, i mean i've never tried anything like that 
So right. it'd be interesting to see kind of how that works because then you could do the whole, um, you know, get 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 your lager done. Mm. And of course, <clears throat> if you are drinking a lager in the green hop season, you could just drop drop one in. You could just, <laughs> just drop it right in there. Just, just take it off the bine. Yeah, a pint of lager. Just plop plop it in there. I think that's, that's more goes. for. Um, oh, there, there was a brewery did that in cans. I think they oh. were. I think I think they were putting like a fresh what? hop cone in each can, and then what? sending it out. That's too much. That's too. That's going to be too long dry hopping. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't. I, like, I. I think maybe just a gimmick. I'm, I'm not yeah. entirely sure, but because I, I don't think you're going to get anything if you just pop a hop cone into a pint of beer. You're not going to get much out of it. You'd have to leave it for quite a while. You would, you? yeah, yeah, and probably longer than you'd want to leave your pint of beer for. Yeah, can, can you imagine if you start doing that at the pub? All right, uh, two. two. You're, gonna, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to leave that there for a, a day. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh maybe you'd have to put them in a tea bag, and then when you're done, you take that out and two or we, three hops. Yeah, yeah, possibly, pint. possibly. And then dip it in second bag it in someone else's. <laughs> Uh, oh god don't say a second bag man you know what, what we're, we're, ramble, we're rambling okay, now we're right. rambling yeah we should probably end we should probably wrap this up yeah. uh so if you enjoy our podcast um please think about leaving a review on wherever you happen to listen to uh this podcast give us a rating give us a review uh pod chaser is a really good place to um find us and the other shows that we do you can listen to the podcast there you can rate them you can review them it's kind of like a social media for podcasting um so you know if you happen to use podchaser please do give us a review on that if you're uh, interested in the recipe or anything that we do go to the maltmiller.co.uk and have a look at our recipes on there and you can also get a, a massive range of very interesting things they've got a new strain of yeast which is very specific to them they're the only people in the uk that are selling it wow, um nice. and i think that's omega yeast have mm. done a specific strain for malt miller um Lovely. so at some point we're going to try and brew a beer using that yeast to see how it is um and you know if you've got any questions about equipment Get in contact with those guys. You know, they they helped me out a lot when I was first starting. I know they helped Mike out a lot when he was first starting. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. Um, and yeah, other than that, we will see you in about well, probably not see you. I'll see Mike some point soon, but yes. you guys will be listening to us in hopefully about two weeks' time. Cool. And uh no idea what we're brewing. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, you know, keep an eye out on Twitter at by the Mashton, Instagram at by the mashton or you can email us at by the mashton at gmail.com yep so thank you very much cool. for listening and we'll see you later bye